When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, welcome for the very first time. I'm so proud to just be back in the saddle with you guys, um, back on the podcast. It's been a while and today is an anniversary edition. Today, um, well, actually the 8th marked five years of the podcast, so I'm very excited about that. And I am going to go ahead and just say this, if you're in any kind of danger, please do not listen to this podcast. Hang up, dial 911, get in a safe place, get a safety plan established if you're in domestic violence. And also, I'm going to throw out the National Domestic Violence Hotline number for anyone who is in need of an advocate or just needing information, some resources. That number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that number is 1-800-799-7233. Also, um, try and reach out to your crisis lines in each of your state, whatever state you're in. You should have a a local agency or organization that helps with domestic violence. You should have a crisis line number in your state. So that's where I would start with first um, before reaching out to the hotline. So today's episode is very special because I have a um, guest who's already been on the podcast. Her name is Nicole Schmitz. I hope I said it right. Um, She is Gabby Petito's mother, and she is the president of the Gabby Petito Foundation. Welcome, Nicole. Hello. Hello. It's great to be back. Yay. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you're back in the saddle. I know you went through a lot the last couple of months, and I'm so glad that you're here and you're healthy, and it's awesome what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. I don't think that I've told my listeners about the surgery I had back in July, but I'm not going to get all into that today. So we'll just go ahead and go right into why we're here and what we're talking about. Absolutely. Um, So February, I mean, February has a few different things going on we have black history month which of course we need to honor and teen dating violence awareness month um it's so important to not only bring this awareness to our teens but and the parents of teens and and teachers and and everybody who's in a teen's life but also to kind of take that information and utilize it all year round. Um, but this is a way to get the word out, I think, and, and people can see it more with the social media and hashtags and just seeing more information out there to, to boost the conversation is what's really needed. Um, and I do want to throw out there, Misty, that um, there is a hotline specifically geared towards teens and you don't have to be a teen to call. You could be someone in a teen's life that needs to ask questions and get help. And it's also part of the domestic violence hotline, but it is 1-866-331-9474. You can also go to loveisrespect.org and you can chat live. And also for teens, they can text love is to 22522. So there's a few different ways that you can get uh, in touch with them, but they are so important if you're in a situation or just need advice. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for giving that information out. Um, that's so vital. So vital. 
And I don't feel like that it's given out enough. So thank you so much, right. Nicole. Thank you so much. I was so excited about this podcast because I don't, we don't talk about this enough. It's not talked about. I know. And I can tell you, I work in a middle school and I seen, um, you know, partner violence going on with as young as sixth grade uh-huh. and nobody in the school. And, and I don't know if, if kids are, are talking to their counselors or not, but really this wasn't advertised as if you need help, here's a phone number, here's a text that you can use. It, it wasn't talked about. And the problem with teens is they will bottle it up more than adults. They'll, they'll keep it inside. They won't tell anyone because they're scared. So it's really important to let them know it's okay if you're, if you need to come to a safe person to talk. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I do have a little bit of a statistic in front of me that states, did you know one in three teens who were in an abusive relationship never told anyone about the abuse? And that kind of follows up with what you just said. So, yes. you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the real deal. And, and I think that a lot of parents just don't think that it can happen to their children. Yeah, and piggybacking on that statistic, um, 82% of parents feel confident that they could recognize the signs, but when it was looked at in a, in a wide test, um, a majority of parents, about 58%, could not correctly identify what warning signs of abuse were. So about half of parents wouldn't even know if it was right in front of them mm. what to look for. And I can tell you, like, I was one of those parents. I, I didn't know anything about domestic violence and what signs to look for. So it's important to just learn this. If you have young children, it's, you know, start them young learning about healthy relationships and as a parent, how to teach them that and guide them the right way. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I was 18. Well, I was actually 17 when I got involved with my abuser. And so, you know, like you said, it wasn't talked about. My mom, she didn't really know much about domestic violence. And um, that was not anything that was taught in my home and where I grew up. And it wasn't because she, you know, it was just lack of education and really not knowing um, some of the things to teach me, you know, like red flags. And I can remember when I was just like really young, mom saying, you know, don't ever let anybody mistreat you or something like that, you know, kind of on the lines of that. But, you know, I mean... When you're an adolescent and you're a teenager and you're a teenage girl and uh, a guy starts love bombing you and yeah. all of these things and which we can talk some about love bombing because I feel like that that's where it kind of starts for so many young ladies is they just get so wrapped up in it. Right. And so oh, yeah. and, and then it turns toxic and then they feel like they don't want to hurt his feelings there. And then they they start getting all these fear because he's got them afraid. He's got the, the female afraid to speak and just different things like that. But yeah, I mean, I was a, a teenage girl when, when the abuse started for me. So um, it's kind of like, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that we, we kind of get into these relationships because possibly one partner is overwhelmingly giving you so much attention and it feels really good. So these, these people, these kids are, are thinking, wow, this person loves me so much. And it just quickly turns into something that's controlling. And that's what it's about, um, mm-hmm. power and control. And a teenager gets swept off their feet a lot easier. Um, and it's, it's sad and scary. But 
um, I think if we teach, start teaching health, what the healthy signs are, and then they'll know what, what's unhealthy. So, you know, if you're able to communicate healthy with your partner, if you're able to trust them and they trust you, if they have respect for you and your boundaries, and it's okay to spend time with your friends and your family and not need to be with you 24 seven and not have to look at your phone. That's a huge, huge, huge red flag is when your partner wants to take your phone and check to see what, who you're talking to and what you're doing. And, um, I mean, with teens, with social media and stuff, that's, that's awful. And then with Snapchat and other apps, extortion is huge. It's like, Oh, send me a picture, but now I own you because I'm going to give your picture to the whole world. If you don't do this, you know, awful. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so too common, I'm going to read a little bit off of, um, some statistics and some things that, that are written about uh, teen dating violence. And nearly one in five million high school students nationwide experience physical abuse from a dating partner in a single year. One in three girls in the U.S. is a victim of physical, emotional, or verbal abuse from a dating partner, a figure that far exceeds rates of other types of youth violence. I mean, that's that's horrible, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible, you know, and I, I, we just, the, the awareness is just not there. I, I feel like because, because of some of the things that we've already discussed, like, you know, parents just not thinking their children will get involved. You know, we've taught them, right. We, maybe we have taught them all of the things that we should, maybe some red flags. We've told them everything we know, but what you just said about power and control, that's how, that's how the cycle is started. Power and control. So. Yeah, and I and I think that a lot of it is um, parents. Listen, we do our best as parents. Doesn't mm. come with a manual, right? Yeah, right. we, uh, we don't know <laughs> everything. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, you you there are tools that mm-hmm. you can utilize. So mm-hmm. um, you know, start opening the conversation with your teens as young as possible. Maybe um, fifth fifth grade is a good age. If they're ten, eleven years old, they're starting to like change hormonally, mm-hmm. like they like, you know, other kids. And that's a good time to kind of open up the conversation and talk about healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And, and all the way up through college, I mean, about 40, I think it's 43% of college uh, women, uh, you know, have, have experienced as a college student abuse. So, I mean, they're still young, young adults. They're not adults yet, you know, so we have to, you know, from it's, it's, you know, my, my brain starts to get overwhelmed when I talk about this because it's so overwhelming with everything that I hear on the news and, and the murders and um, these just the, the abuse that's going on in our country still in, in 2024 now. I, I'm I'm shocked to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Me too. But me too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and um, yeah, it just it it's it's very overwhelming, and I feel like that you know if 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 people in society nowadays would be more open when we talk about violence against teenagers, um, when we talk about educating our youth, because I, I kind of feel like that there's still, you know, a lot of walls still up about education um, as far as what we're talking about. And, you know, that's where we got to break those walls down because it's just an important thing that we need to do. We need to start being to where we can educate our youth more and that it's more susceptible, you know, acceptable in society because I don't, I don't feel like sometimes that it is as, as acceptable as it should be. 
you know. Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, um, one another statistic is about half of teens who experience dating violence or rape are attempting suicide. Yes. And yeah. That's a very scary statistic, but then we don't really have the, the numbers on those dating violence right. uh, statistics because these people are taking their lives and we don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's, it's scary. And mm -hmm. the only thing we can do is get into, I think schools. And I know with, with my foundation, Gabby Petito foundation, we are really working hard on trying to figure out a way to create a program that's going to be in every school that teaches healthy relationships and gives kids empowerment tools and just knowing what's not okay and what is okay. Um, I think this is something that's needed. I don't understand why it's not in schools already. Mm -hmm. um, but I, and I know it'll take a long time, but I think that's the key to bringing those numbers down in the future is absolutely. getting in and, and teaching that prevention. So, yeah, absolutely. Cause yeah. <clears throat> I remember, you know, growing up, and we had the drug programs and, and, you know, different things like that in schools to teach children, you know, you don't do drugs, drugs are bad, say no to drugs. <clears throat> and so right. we definitely need a program that teaches our, our youth and our young people um, the, the red flags, the signs of abuse, you know, what to look for and the tools, like you were saying, um, and the healthy relationship stuff, like how to start healthy relationships and, you know, and things like that. We do need those tools and we need that education. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many resources out there. If you go to GabbyPetitoFoundation.org, um, I do have a, a teen dating violence page where I put resources out there like Love is Respect is fantastic. They're with the hotline. Mm -hmm. um, one, the One Love Foundation is an amazing resource. And youth.gov has a lot of great uh, information and statistics. Um, and Futures Without Violence, it there's a lot of discussion on how to talk to teens and how to know the warning signs. And it's just so many, so many things out there. And I, I kind of just study. <laughs> I, I, I hate that I'm studying domestic violence, but I kind of go in and I study these things because I want to know everything I, I can possibly know so I can spread that word and teach others um, yeah. um, what to do in these yeah. situations. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm kind of like on the same page with you as far as, you know, I mean, coming from being a survivor myself, you know, having to educate my own self, even though I went through it, I still had to get educated about, you know, the dynamics of victimization, what domestic violence was, um, the red flags, the trauma bonding, all of the things that go along with that. So, yeah. yeah, it's a difficult thing to kind of educate yourself on, but it's actually a good thing to do so. And, and, and I, um, I really suggest for every parent to actually sit down and, and educate themselves about the topic that we're talking about, um, you know, and then that way they can, they can educate their, their young people, you know, in their home. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, it's a hard subject. This is a hard subject. It is. So, yeah, it is. Yeah. And you don't want to believe that anything bad is happening to your, to your no, child. So no. um, you tend to just kind of look the other way and think everything's going to be okay. 
Um, but having those hard conversations, even though your teen might cringe when you start the <laughs> conversation with them, um, it's important to, to try your best. And, um, you know, I, last night I was actually looking through Futures Without Violence uh, website, and they have these really great um, tools for parents, like conversation starters, um, oh. like what you can say to a teen specifically to get them to open up about different things. So um, it, I would definitely utilize that as a parent if you're concerned in any way um, and use the hotlines, call them and, and ask questions there. That's what they're there for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have something in front of me um, that talks about the long lasting effects of um, teenagers being um, in dating violence and in violence in general. So this is some of the long lasting effects and I'll just read them real quick. So it says violent relationships and adolescents can have serious ramifications by putting the victims at higher risk for substance abuse, eating disorders, risky sexual behavior and further domestic violence being physically or sexually abused makes teen girls six times more likely to become pregnant and twice as likely to get std half of youth who have been victims of both dating violence and rape attempt suicide compared to 12.5 percent of non-abused girls and 5.4 percent of non-abused boys yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. scary and staggering. It, I mean, it is. Yeah, and I, I I feel like that this is not something that people read about, or we we don't we don't talk about it every day. So it's something that you know, oh, we we saw that on a website, or we heard it on a podcast today, right? And so right. we're just gonna like not talk about this anymore because if we don't talk about it, it won't happen, or it'll go away, or nothing. You know what I mean? Um, the hard, yeah. the really hard hitting subjects for some people are just too hard hitting, I feel like. But at the end of the day, you could really save your child's life. Yeah, it's it's important. And then again, starting as young as possible, mm -hmm. because, you know, obviously it starts with bullying and school bullies are just yeah. uh, trying to get power and control. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, teaching also teaching kids not to be a bully like let's mm. talk about respecting others and, and boundaries and mm -hmm. um, it goes both ways we have to look at both sides um but i i have i have a teenager now i you know my, my 15 year old and she's she hasn't been in dating or anything yet which thankfully <laughs> but mm. i worry i'm i'm probably uh, hovering over her constantly but um you know, I'm always asking her, you know, uh, online safety is like really important now. Those those phones that they hold in their hands could mm -hmm. could be super dangerous. Yeah. Um, people, there's there's people out there that are predators and um, but like, you know, their own peers, if somebody is harassing you or bullying you or trying to control you, um, it's it's done through their phones. So, you know, maintaining a healthy relationship with them will help. Uh, create the boundaries that you need as a parent to to be able to let them know like hey I need to know what's going on I pay for that phone right like I need mm -hmm. to see what's going on constantly we have you have to respect that like I, that for your own safety um we need to to watch over you so the phones are a huge huge deal but you don't want to approach them with uh you know give me your phone and let me see what you've been doing you want to just create that healthy relationship and let them know that there are safety measures that they have to take as your parent because they care about you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you know, like you were saying, predators prey on children. 
um, you know, in young people all the time. You know, that's a problem. It's a major problem, and especially online. They, you know, not just have to contend with bullies as their peers, but they also have to contend with, you know, all these predators that are lurking behind a screen, you know, so, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the cell phone is a very scary, scary world. Absolutely. And, yeah. um, I just, every day I'm always like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? I, I try to just have those conversations as much as possible. Um, but she assures me that <laughs> she's, she's fine, you know, with the eyes rolling, you know, <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's important to just keep that, that relationship open and, and just let them know, like, Hey, if you ever want to talk about anything, you know, I know I'm your mom, but, or your dad or wh- whoever, or I'm your, your godparent or your aunt and uncle, your cousin, whoever you are in that teen's life, I'm a safe person for you to come to yeah. if you need to ever speak about anything. <clears throat> Absolutely. So um, yeah, they need that. They yes. certainly need that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I've, uh, I've had, I've had to contend. I've had, you know, uh, parents come to me, you know, because of the job that I do and said, hey, can you talk to our daughter? She's 14, 15, you know. You know, we think that you, you would be a good role model and that you could talk to her about things. And and, and I, I've always been happy to do that, you know, because I see myself in a lot of these young girls, you know, and wish that I would have had someone like myself who was an advocate that would speak, you know, to me and talk to me and, and just kind of tell me everything's going to be okay. But But these are the things that, are going on that are not right, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. And then there's so many different variables, mm-hmm. you know, there's, uh, there's LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge, like uh, there's statistics out there, but I don't think the numbers are correct, but um, you know, youth and adults in LGBTQ relationships are having these domestic violence issues and they're just not talked about at all. I think that we usually predominantly talk about, you know, a woman and a man and the woman Mm -hmm. is usually the victim. Mm -hmm. And statistically, yes, that's correct. But um, we have to give these other, these other relationships attention. Um, You know, there's different cultures, you know, there's different cultures that, that are, behaving in different ways and it's kind of normalized, right? Like mm-hmm. we normalize abuse because of uh, the power and control and, and typically it's a man that's in control and um, the submissive woman. And um, it, this is learned from a very early age. So, you know, there's a lot of different variables, but I think we need to just continue to teach healthy relationships no matter who you are so that um, you know what you res- what you deserve and you know, what you don't deserve and how to break that cycle and, you know, that generational cycle of abuse. So. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I'm glad that you brought I mean, it. I, I'm talking in a tangent. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I'm so <laughs> proud that you brought up um, the LGBTQ community and plus um, because it's important. Yeah. It's important to, to let everyone know um there are resources out here. There is support out here for you. We hear you and, you know, you, you are heard, you know, because they feel like they're not heard because of their sexuality, um, the group that they're in. And, and I get that, you know, and so, and even some young men are being abused by, you know, young girls, young girls can be abusive. So, you know, it's always good um, to just throw that bit of information and awareness out there also for them. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud that you went on a little tangent just then because I, I mean, you know, we got to go on tangents 
it's okay for going on tangents because I do it quite often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing too with males, whether you're mm-hmm. a, a straight male or, or you know whatever you identify as. Um, it, don't be afraid to talk to someone because just because you're a male and you think I can't be a I can't look mm-hmm. like the weak link here. Sure. I can't I can't be weak. Um, that's not okay if yeah. somebody's abusing you. So um, we have to open up that conversation more and, and let men be more uh, or young boys, teens to come forward and say, Hey, I'm being treated this way and it's not okay. Um, yeah. Cause it does happen and they just don't talk. They, they probably, talk, I don't have statistics on that, but they probably don't talk. Um, I would say like probably 95% of them or something, right? Like don't yeah. come forward. So yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's a lot that's got to do with how, like you were saying, you know, women are, you know, taught to be submissive and the males are taught to be masculine and overpowering yeah. and, you know, and, but we got to change the narrative up because, you know, women are powerful and strong too. And it's okay for men to be emotionally, um, you know, out there with their feelings, you know, it's okay to, um, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but, you know, oh, yeah, I <laughs> be softer, be softer. I mean, it's okay. You can be masculine and soft at the same time. But to me, if a man or, you know, a man is actually emotional person and actually shows his feelings, that just shows your strength, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's strength in empowerment, right? Absolutely. Like when you take back your own power. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a strong person. Absolutely. So, speaking of, I know we mentioned Taylor Swift earlier before we got on the, on yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention her a little bit. Uh, I've been hearing so many, and I know people are going to hate me before this, but I've been hearing so many things about how annoying she is, or, or I'm not watching the Super Bowl because she's oh, going to yeah. be there. Um, I just think that's ridiculous because she's a strong, powerful woman um, that people are are just trying so hard to hate her. Right. And I don't understand that. There's young girls that look up to her, and we should respect that because she's a good person to look up to she's you know this this idol who mm-hmm. actually is a positive person for a girl to look up to. so don't discourage that um right. who cares if she's dating a, a football player yeah <laughs> whatever yeah. like just you know and so, then um, i and then i see on my feed on my news feed uh, i think i was kind of telling you that you know a lot of things have been thrown around she's not a good role model you know she's she's the blah blah this and blah blah that picking apart her music picking apart yeah. um her yeah. as a person you know um <clears throat> but at the end of the day um i've seen a lot of good things that taylor swift has done for communities for the the youth that are sick yeah. in hospitals i've seen her um go and visit children who are dying i mean you know you don't really know her on that level so how can you right. sit and say that unless you really know the girl you know yeah i mean that's just yeah Yeah. i mean and everybody's talking about devil this devil that i live in the bible (laughs) belt i love god i love jesus so please don't tell me i'm gonna burn in hell for saying this um (laughs) but at the end of the day um you know people said acdc was a devil worshiper people have said ozzy osbourne i mean people don't really know these folks so i just i don't believe in all that i just feel like that people should live and let live at the end of the day and and be done with it you know what i'm saying yeah, and, and yeah. positive female role models out yeah. there should mm-hmm. be looked up to, not put down. So that, that was what I was trying to get at. Is yeah. um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, whatever with that. <laughs> yeah, just whatever. You know, just be a good person. Be genuine. 
You know, and yes. if you love God and you put that out there into the world, please be of God. You know, treat people as you want to be treated and treat them with respect, love, and kindness. And always be exactly. a good human. But anyway, exactly. this has been awesome. I love this conversation. Yeah, I just I mean, yeah, I just want to inspire everyone out there to to you know mm-hmm. just have a good relationship with your teen, um, mm-hmm. whoever they whoever you are in their life. And again, the hotline for the teens is one eight six six three three one nine four seven four. Also, you can chat at loveisrespect.org and you can text love is to the number two two five two two. So yeah, just want yeah. to throw those out there again. Good deal, good deal. Um, so guys, we're about to say bye to you because we're at our limits, but please go check out um, the Gabby Petito Foundation and please please support the Gabby Petito Foundation. Please go support um, Nicole and the foundation and what what kind of work that they that they are fixing to start doing more of and you know help help with whatever they need. Go on the website um, and you know isn't it what what Gabby used to say? Just be kind. Just be a nicer person. There you go. <laughs> Just be a nicer person. I yes. feel like and this, you can get that T-shirt on our website. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so with that being said, we're going to say what Gabby said, be a nicer person. And, and thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Nicole, for coming. And you and I'll speak after we stop the recording. Absolutely. But bye, everyone. Thanks, Missy. You're Bye-bye. welcome.